This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime, your home for the lowest price last minute ticket deals. Download the GameTime app and use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog's Pick'em for a chance to win 100x your entry. Promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit match. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, game lines. Download the HOF Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. Okay, my friends, Mexico Open Week, and we have very interesting, a very interesting uh, DraftKings person. We have a 5K range. Tony Finau is up to 12K flat. Just, just when we thought Finau was a plug and play at the Mexico Open, like just plug him in your lineups, you can build around him. I mean, you still can. It just got a little bit trickier and gave us some more to think about. So. Yeah, Tone opens up the uh, pricing at 12K, an 11 1 Emiliano Rio, 10 7 Nikolai Horgard, 10 3 Thorbjorn Olsen, which I didn't even realize was in the field at first, but I'm happy to see old Thor was playing. And then a 10 1 Thomas Dietrich. This is like a glorified like DP World Tour event that we have on our, like with this, with this upper range. This is like a DP World Tour event of the last uh, few years. But um, I, although this field is very shitty, I, I'm like okay with getting back to a sense of normalcy. If Tony Finau can just like lap a bunch of scrubs and win at 25 under and look like the best golfer in the world when there's no eyes on him, like fine, give me some sense of normalcy back into the world. I I, I think last week was fun though, so we're gonna talk about last week really quick. Obviously, Hideki came back from I think he was six back to start of the day. Shot one of the court, one of the lowest rounds in Riv history, and just went scorched earth and won the golf tournament. Applause, congrats, Hideki. I had zero Hideki equity. I was really high on him at Pebble Beach. He let me down, and I didn't hop back in. But we saw him flash at the Farmers at for the first time in a while. Get those steady approach numbers going. Get those. He was trending, and I like to stay on guys for a few weeks and I just didn't hold on to Hideki at all through the West coast swing, but I know a few people that did. So props to you guys for betting Hideki entering Hideki in your lineups was a great call. Um, talking about Xander and Cantlay. What, what excuse are we going to make now for Xander and Cantlay? Zero excuse, zero guts. They did not do anything. Okay. You can't have a five shot lead over the weekend, a two-shot lead going into the day and be dead in the water through through 10 holes. Like, Cantley had no chance after, like, number 12. Like, literally no chance. That goes to him not playing good. Hideki play. It doesn't matter. Cantley was dead in the water with a few holes left to go. Zero. Go- he didn't do one thing good yesterday. I think he made, what, one or two birdies on Sunday? Did not, was not hitting confident golf shots. Looked like he looked like Patrick Cantlay with a lead. He looked like Patrick Cantlay when the lights are on. And time is a flat circle. I guess that was the sense of normal. Hopefully that was the sense of normalcy we we got. Cantlay and Xander being dweebs to uh, bring everything back to the light. Because, and, and, and Xander, he had a teed up for him. He luck sacked his way into making an eagle great. And then he proceeded to hit like 160 and a 225 yard drive 
dead right into the trees and dead left into the trees. Doesn't that sounds exactly like Xander. And then once the, the once the two golfers, Xander and Cantley, are a hundred percent out of it, they hit the fairway on the par five seventeen. Both have chances at eagle, and then Cantley makes a fifty foot bomb for birdie on on number eighteen. Of course you do. Of course you do that when you're dead out of the water. So that's my take from Riv. Props to Hideki, but I just had to just say something about Cantley and Xander. Let's get on to Mexico, which honestly, a fun event. It's a fun event. Before two years ago, the Mexico Open was my biggest wagering week in my in my golf gambling career, and I didn't even hit an outright. I had like five guys in the mix, and I bet them. I bet them all top five, so I had like them all each way. And then I, I knew Rom was going to win because he had that had that lead. So I just hedged with a massive take on Rom, and like th- four guys finished top five. It was an unreal week. So hopefully we could do that again this week. Let's. I'm going to bring up my screen and we'll talk about the pricing. So I mentioned the 12k range. Uh, yeah, Tony Fino. Besides him having all the stats, like he he's looked, he really looks good right now. Obviously long, and he's striping it. It's not like it's just Tony Fino's. Tony Finau's build is coming into Mexico. Like, yeah, he should do well. Like, no, he's playing really good golf at the moment. The strokes gain numbers are beautiful. So besides that, he to- he literally posted on Instagram when he had the live rumors. I'm excited. Like, And an emphasis on the, the Instagram post was, I'm excited to return to Mexico. So like Tony Finau wants to be here. Tony Finau wants to defend. And I think DraftKings knows that because they priced him up to 12K. Emiliano Grillo, 11. He's 11-1 has great course history and he's playing good golf. He's figured out the putter. He's figured out the approach of late because oddly enough, he was putting a lot better than he was hitting the golf ball, which is like, come on, Grio, like this is not you. And he's recently got the approach back. So it's good to see Emiliano Grio playing. Well, he's played this event the last two years, a fifth last year and a 33rd the year before. And he's playing great golf. He's played, I think nearly every event, to start 2024 could be mistaking. He, I, he missed the Amex. He missed one event, the Amex, but he's played almost every other event uh, in 2024. So he's got the reps. He's ready to be here. He knows he's the class of this field. Nikolai Horgard, 10-7. I do not see many paths where Nikolai is not in the conversation at some point during the weekend. When you look at his game, He's super long off the tee. He's got an exceptional tee to green game. The putters hit or miss. And he did play this event last year. So he's got history putting on these greens. So Nikolai at 10-7. I, I, like, I feel like he's safe. He's safer than Grio. I will say he's safer than Grio. Fino, I don't know. I wouldn't say he's safer than Fino, but he is $1,300 cheaper. And then Thorbjorn Olsen, I think he's going to be a fade. We saw him win a few weeks ago in Europe, but this is, I believe this is his first PGA Tour start in 2024. I mean, not ever. In 2024, obviously he got the promotion, but he played a little bit in Europe. I don't think you want to go in on a guy not with little PGA Tour reps. We saw um, like the PGA Tour guys, the deep, like the DP World Tour guys who got their cards, play a few PGA Tour events. Ryan Fox, uh, Victor Perez, like those guys, they looked okay, but their first few events, they looked a little shaky. So I think I love Forbes. I think he's going to be, have a okay season, but I think he's priced up because he's got that recent win in Europe. So I'm going to take a backseat to him. Thomas Dietrich is definitely going to be very popular this week. 
before Thomas Dietrich kind of burst onto the scene this year, I mean, if you know golf, you know you played this every single week, you guys know Thomas Dietrich. You know his game. And before he was like uh, nearly winning golf tournaments on the PGA Tour this year, he was making his hay in these resort-style resort courses. He lives in either the Dominican Republic or the Bahamas, one of the two. He moved down there to like make his U.S. base, and he plays these style golf courses a lot. So Thomas Dietrich loves these style courses. He's done well in these conditions, but I don't love him when he's like chalky and 10K. Like I don't. And we know Thomas Dietrich, when he gets the lead, he's going to piss all over himself. So I think if you're going to select someone up here, which you, you, you have to, I think you have to select someone up here. You got to go with Finau or Hoygaard. Uh, uh, Rio. Yeah, I, I could see it, but I, I, I think I trust tone or Nikolai more. We're splitting hairs. We got to make a decision. I can't say I like all these guys. That'd be bullshit of me to say, yeah, these, these are all good golfers. Pick one of them. No, Tony or Nikolai is my, uh, final answer in this 10k range so let's move down to the 9k range before we move down i have to tell you guys quickly about game time so recently i just had to use game time uh it's a ticket service you can get tickets at any any time last minute ticket deals promo code sgpn to for 20 dollars off at game time uh this is game time is awesome i literally used it last week to go to a concert down in Sunrise where the Florida Panthers play. We decided to go on like a Wednesday and the concert was on a uh, Friday night. So it was quick, got on the app. Cody Johnson was an awesome show. So without game time, probably would not have been able to see. I saw the uh, the seats from the from the game time app. And I was like, bang, these are awesome. And then got it at promo code SGPN. We... It was, it was fun. And then finally, Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy and college players. Golf, too. Um, if you guys have been following me on Twitter, I've been posting the Underdog slips. I'm only posting Underdog Lottos. I'm not doing any more two legs, putting $500 on every slip. Not doing that anymore. because it's Betting on parlays is a losable strategy. But you can hit 100x and have a lot of fun with these small wager, high, high win uh, slips. When you sign up, use promo code SGPN. Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Promo code SGPN. Okay, let's get down to this 9K DraftKings range. Keith Mitchell down to Mark Hubbard. This is a fun range, if I'm being honest. I just hate when my screen does this. There we go. Okay. Keith Mitchell down to Mark Hubbard. I'm still doing it. I'll just talk because you guys know the range. Uh, yeah. So Keith Mitchell is coming. This is a golf course where I think Keith Mitchell, I mean, obviously I think it just, uh, uh, can Keith do it because he always has a good course fit and then it's like, he, he, he just never pans out. So when you think Keith Mitchell long and straight off the tee, a, a bomber, like it make can, can get hot with the putter, but it's like when he's chalky, he never pans out. I kind of like Keith Mitchell when he's when there's less eyes on him than there, than we're seeing now. So I'm not sure if Keith Mitchell at 9900 is a good play. I prefer a guy like Stefan Yeager. He's just been playing a lot better golf, more consistent golf, and he has multiple paths to succeed. Yeager can be out of the mix and come back late. Yeager can get off to a scorching hot, hot start and and then fade, but still be there. 
Whereas Keith, I'm like, you either you it's either all or nothing. Like he's not gonna backdoor anything. Jaeger will backdoor something, which I I think Jaeger is always a great DFS play, and I really love him. Patrick Rogers, 9,700. There's no reason Rogers should not can like he's too talented to not contend. And he just played the Genesis. He missed two straight cuts, I believe. Um, but he's hitting the ball well. He's missed back-to-back cuts, but he finished top 10 last year. He's hitting the ball a little bit better now. Um, it's just like you what, what you what you're getting with Rogers is mental. Like he's got the talent, but is is he gonna do it? Um, Taylor Pendrith, I really like. He's uh, one slot lower than these guys, and he fits the narrative of a bomber who could heat up with the wedges and find a hot putter. Don't look now, but Taylor Pendrith already has two top 10s in 2024. He finished T30 here last year. That means he played all right. And he, he did that last year with hitting the driver poorly. Like He hit his driver really bad last year and still finished inside the top 30. And he's a much better driver then uh, he's a much he's a really good driver to find success rather than hitting his driver poorly last year. You know what I'm saying? Taylor Pendrith is a great driver, uh, definitely uh, one of the better drivers in this field for how weak this field is. So I love Pendy at 9600. EVR one in Mexico, but he's a very very streaky player, and he uh, is not hitting the ball nearly as well as he hit when he won it in, when he won in the fall. So. I want to take a backseat to Eric Granroy, and I'm also going to take a backseat to Mackenzie Hughes because I prefer Mackenzie Hughes when you got to scramble, when the conditions are harder, not when you got to go to 25 under and rely on your driver. Like Mackenzie Hughes doesn't really have that part of his game. The best ball striking category he has is long irons, which will suit this course, but I don't want to lean on lean on just a long iron player. You got to be able to hit it long. You got to be able to hit middle middle irons close and make a ton of putts. I'm not. I don't want a guy who's going to be scrambling for pars or birdies because that's just no. That's not where I want Mackenzie Hughes. I do like Ryan Fox at 9300. Ryan Fox has the complete game. Ryan Fox is like he's an above average driver and a solid everywhere else. It's 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 a good formula. And it's just him. He's got to get past. And he finally got over the hill last year on the DP World Tour. He won a few times. He was kind of a notorious choker, but he looks good. So I do like Ryan Fox. He was played well in Phoenix, and he kind of pissed all over his leg uh, on Saturday. But I, I could see how those those conditions will make you play poor golf because that's that's not really doesn't really suit Ryan Fox if you're asking me. Uh, all the rowdiness. I'd pr- much prefer him here. Rio Hisatsuno, 90, not, Rio Hisatsune, 9,200. A winner in France. Uh, more of a driving accuracy wedge player, but he is very talented to, he has the iron game to contend here. I'm worried about the driver, but he could definitely make it happen with the irons and then find a hot putter. He's one of the better iron players in this field, to be honest. Um, Mark Hubbard and, oh, I missed Brandon Wu. Brandon Wu finished third here last year, but he's not really hitting the ball too well right now. I want to see where Dylan Wu's priced. Dylan Wu's priced at 6900 That is a no-brainer. If you want one of the Wu brothers, pick Dylan Wu. Just Neither of them are playing great golf right now, but both of them have similar upside. And Brandon Wu last year when he finished T3, he did that losing strokes ball striking. He did it all short game. Not repeatable. If you want a Wu brother, pick, pick uh, Dylan. Okay. The next guy is who was I just at? Mark Hubbard. Uh, yeah, Mark Hubbard is. This is just 
he's going to be he's going to be playing from behind with the driver. We know that kind of like Rio, but he he's got the rest of the game to make it happen. Um he finished T18 last year. He was second in the field on approach. Like I just said, he's going to be losing strokes with the driver, not losing strokes, but not gaining a ton. So he's going to have to make it happen with the irons and he finished second in the field on approach. He is not hitting the ball well, like amazing right now. Nothing crazy, nothing bad, but this field is a bunch of dweebs. Mark Hubbard should be one of the better iron players in this field. Mark Hubbard should know how to make it happen in the field. I'm sorry about my screen share. It's like just it doesn't scroll sometimes. Okay, let's go down to this 8K range. Davy Thompson down to Ma- Maverick McNeely's 8100. And also, okay. I'll start with Maverick McNeely. He's $8,100. That seems like a blatant misprice because he's coming off of an event, the Phoenix Open, where he was in contention on the weekend. And that was the first time Maverick McNeely gained strokes across the board in every stroke gain category since 2022. Obviously, he's been dealing with an injury. Looks like he's back. So Maverick McNeely at $8,100, we don't get many, we don't get many options to run him out when he's one of the more talented players in the field and we do now now like i just said looks like a misprice probably going to be really chalky but i could just envision fading up fading a chalky maverick mcneely and him just coming through like i if you guys play dfs you're like oh of course when everyone plays maverick mcneely he does well i could just see that happening because in a field like this maverick is one of the better players and he, he should be in the nine he why is Maverick McNeely $8,100, Keith Mitchell $9,900? Like, what the hell are we doing here? So, I like, yeah, my, I like Maverick at $8,100, but um, he might be chalky. His buddy, Austin Eckrode, not his buddy, his uh, DraftKings partner, Austin Eckrode, $8,000. Uh, Eckrode is going to hit the hit every fairway. Eckrode is going to be a fairway king here. And then from there, he just got to tap into his... Uh, Iron game, which can get hot, and the putter can get really hot. We saw Ekro flash in Ho- was that in Hawaii where he flashed, and then he once he got that lead, he didn't really fare too well over the weekend. Okay, let's pull the screen back up. See who else we got in this 8K range. Mike Kim, I really do like Mike. I, I've never said I like Mike Kim going into the week, but I think I like Mike Kim. Mike Kim is hitting the ball really well. Like I'm shocked as to how well his ball striking numbers are. And he's not he's not afraid to take it deep. Like Mike Kim can Mike Kim won the JDC at like a, a zillion under. He's gonna have to they're gonna have to take it deep this week. He should be confident. He seems confident on Twitter if you follow him. And like he just was in the mix at Torrey Pines. He could damn sure do it here. And like the winners at Torrey Pines or the guys that play well at Torrey Pines, John Rom Tony Fino, who won this event the last last two years. John Rom Tony Fino. I'm not saying Michael Kim is John Rom Tony Fino. I'm just trying to connect connect dots here. So I do like Mike Kim at that price. And then right above him is Justin Suh, 8,300. I love Justin Suh. I am high on Justin Suh at a macro level in 2024. He gives you that really high-end driving upside with a really hot putter. The, the iron play is hit or miss. But I will say, his last few starts, he's hit his irons really well. So that's definitely really intriguing from Justin Suh, a guy who... I mean, the most important stat in golf is driver. you got to hit your driver long and straight. And Justin Sugg gives you that. So I like that. And 
we've seen him in contention a few times in the fall. Like he, he, he's a former top amateur in the world. Like he's a former top stud. This guy has game and it's just a matter of time for Justin. So the rest of this eight K range up top, I don't really love, I am not doing the Jake, the Jake Knapp thing, $8,700, 40 to one. Like we've seen nothing from this guy and he's so low owned. We got to talk about camp champ because last year he came into this event off four straight missed cuts. This year he's got five straight missed cuts. And he contends. He contends and plays on a hand, like three or four golf courses every single year. It does not matter the form. If Cam Champ is sub 15%, you got you to gotta have him in your lineups. Like It's a golf course where he could just go bombs away with the driver and then have everything else just fall into it. He, 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 he can't play at any golf course that requires nuance or anything like that. But a golf course like this where you could just bomb it away, uh, you could do that. So let's talk about the 7K range. Alejandro Tosti at $7,800. He finished, I think, T12 in this event last year. Uh, or what? Let me double check where he finished last year. He finished T10 in this event last year. And he kind of, this is kind of where he like had his PGA Tour debut. I'm not sure if it was debut, but one of his best start, I can tell you that. And what we know about Tosti and what we even knew about Tosti on the Corn Ferry Tour last year, he is super, super super long off the tee and that's very that's key here john rom tony fina winners toasty is gig along up the tee the rest of his game is like uh but it can get really hot he's a guy who can just get scorched earth for a round and that's kind of what you want in dfs if they can make to make that cut early and just coast so he obviously has great course history here he's argentinian i believe I have to fact check that because I don't want to. That, that's disrespectful if I say s- someone from the wrong country. Alejandro Tosti, Argentinian. Okay, him and Gria, the Argentinian killers on the PGA Tour. So yeah, Tosti. Obviously, we're in Mexico. Strokes gain Spanish, so he should play well. Hopefully, he's got good vibes from last year. I love him at seventy eight hundred dollars. I'm not going to go through every single player in the seven K range, but we'll talk about a few. Uh, Johnny Vegas is going to be very popular this week. And that's just because we saw him play really well in Phoenix. We haven't seen him play in a while and he's really long off the tee. So those three things are going to get you uh, a chalky Johnny Vegas. I'm not down with a chalky Johnny Vegas when he's going to be missing every putt. Why won't I just play Vincent Norman? Vincent Norman at 7,600 has gained strokes ball striking and now three straight starts. He's missed a few cuts, but he's trending back up up that up that ladder where he he won he won a golf tournament last year on the PGA Tour. He's a young Swede, just like Ludwig, and has the same exact game as Ludwig, but he's not as good, obviously. But he's got the same build, and at seventy six hundred dollars in a a laughable field, Vincent Norman, hammer. He's gonna give you some. He's gonna get your lineups a little bit different. I love him much more than I like Johnny Vegas. Um, Carson Young is already popping up on a ton of. A ton of betting cards and just hearing his noise on Twitter. So Carson Young, he finished T15 here last year and he's gained strokes ball striking in three straight events. He also gained two strokes putting in this event last year. So he's checking boxes. He's really checking boxes. He's not that, he's not really that long off the tee, but he has great overall ball striking prowess. He's got a good iron player. He's the he's one of this is a fun fact. He's one of the only players on the entire PGA Tour to rank inside the top 100 in every 25-yard approach bucket. Nerd nugget of the week. Carson Young. So yeah, he's going to be popular this week. Uh, if he's 22%, don't play him. 
I could see him being popular and still making some noise. T15 is kind of asking a lot, even though he did it last year and his field's probably weaker, but I could see it. No real overwhelming do it or don't do it. I just kind of wanted to uh, brush over the Carson Young love this week, why, it, why it's there. Hmm. All right. Chris got her up at $7,100. Like I said, with, uh, with Cam Young, there's few courses, well, not Cam Young, Cam Champ. There's few courses where Gotterup can just go balls to the wall and launch his driver. If you have any love for Chris Gotterup, play him this week. Play him this week. Oh, I mean, I saw your, I saw your comment. This week screams Keith Mitchell. Yeah, long and straight off the tee. Keith Mitchell, when he makes sense, never pans out. That's all I'll say. And he's priced up somewhere where he shouldn't be. He's priced way too high, in my opinion. But um, yeah, Keith Mitchell makes a lot of sense. I went over it like early in the show. It's 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 a mental thing with Keith. He makes he makes sense, but can he do it? Like I hope so. I love him too. So we'll get down to Chris Goddard up again. Um, one of the only golfers at can make you stand on a driving range and be like, wow, that guy can hit a driver. Like I'm not even kidding. He hits the ball so far, so fucking far, so fucking long. So he is a guy that I think I've been high on before. The rest of his game is can can get hot. It, we've seen him finish top five in events before his before he finished T four at the John Deere, I believe it was. He finished seventh in, in Punta Cana or Puerto Rico. Either way, a resort birdie course like this. So I like Chris Goddard up at seventy uh, one hundred. JJ Spawn at seventy two hundred. That's the first I'm seeing of that. Uh, like truthfully, what the hell has JJ Spawn been up to? JJ Spawn missed the cut of the Genesis. Missed why did he play the Genesis? Missed the cut in Phoenix. Ugh. But like he's a better golfer than that. Than 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 seventy one hundred dollars in this field. JJ Spawn's a PGA Tour winner. Wow, that's very interesting to see JJ Spawn down there. Based on price alone, I think JJ Spawn's a good click. Let's get down to this. Six and five K range. I'm just gonna give you a few names that I like before I do my massive deep dive on on Wednesday night, Tuesday night, and give you the six K names I like. I really don't think you have to go this far down. I really don't know. If you want to play Carlos Ortiz, Carlos Ortiz's brother, he's at fifty two hundred dollars. Oh, come on, screen. Okay, I really don't think you have to go this far. Like I said. Um, let's see. Nico Echeverria, $5,500. He won an event and a, on a course like this. So I'm down. Like I'm down. The Cootie brothers, $6,500 and $5,500. I will tell you the difference between the two Cootie brothers right now and why they are priced where they are. So Parker Cootie, $6,500 is priced $1,000 more than his brother because his ball striking has been tremendously better than his brother. So basically, Parker is the one who is really good off the tee, really good on approach. Pearson is really good on, on the greens and really good around the greens. Like If you combine the two, they got a major caliber player right now, but sadly, that's not the case. So if you got to go to one of them, it's Parker, and they're, they're, it's priced for that reason. Okay, let's go back down here. The 6K range. Give you a few more names I like. Tyler Duncan, he almost won... In Corrales last year, Punta Cana, and he is truthfully one of the best total drivers in this field. Longer than you would think, straighter than you would think. That's key on the golf course like this. So Tyler Duncan, 
I already talked about Dylan Wu. Harry Hall, a bomber with a great putter. I like that at $6,800. And then Garrett Kigo. I think Garrett Kigo can win this event. At $6,700, he's already a PGA Tour winner. And he's already a PGA Tour winner. And he has a talent. He's finally hitting the ball well, too. Let me tell you a little bit more about Higo. Um, like, he should be confident. He brings one of the best drivers in this entire field to this event. And then from there, go make birdies. At $6,700, you could do a lot worse than Garrett Higo. Rafael Campos, I'm not sure you want to do that. $6,300, you don't have to you don't have to go that you could go that low, but there's guys who bring you way more upside than Campos at 63. Like, what has Rafael Campos done over the last year? Not not much. And there's some guys a little bit higher that you could probably sneak into your lineups that give you real top 20 equity. So I'm going to deep dive the 6K range like I always do and give you the... I'll probably have more that... Last week, I just had three names because it was a short field. I'll probably have like five to seven names Uh this week, how does this course compare to where Higo won? Higo won out p- at Palmetto, where it was you didn't you had to drive it a lot straighter, not really a lot straighter, but here you could drive it everywhere. So I kind of think this course suits Higo better than uh no, it wasn't at Palmetto. It was called it was in South Carolina. It was the Palmetto Championship. Forget what that t- uh, Congaree Congaree was the golf course he won at. Um, so yeah, I kind of like Mexico better than where Higo won. He was kind of in better form then, obviously, but I still like, he is a young buck who has all the talent in the world, like $6,700. That's all I'm saying. You could do a lot worse than Garrett Higo. So that wraps it up. 30 minute deep dive on Monday morning. I will be back to catch the Vince Eric show with Adam Kirk later today. Just follow me on Twitter. You'll see it. Uh, And then a bunch more stuff from golf gambling podcast. We got, the betting show with Steve and Capper tomorrow night. I will have five grand golf bets, 6K deep dive, final thoughts on Wednesday. A ton of content. We are doing this like no one else. Uh, tell your friends. Keep supporting. We really appreciate it. And any questions, shoot me a DM. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace out.